Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Dribble Podcast. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now and joining me each week, he's been good enough to join us on the show, Perth Wildcats vice-captain and three-time NBL champion, Greg Hire. Welcome, Greg. Appreciate it, Rob. I mean, it's been three weeks in the making. I've been uh, pretty pumped. I've been... uh... Eagerly anticipating emails from you, drafting up content, <laughs> trying to get as much dirt on Damien Martin. So for, for the time to finally arrive, I'm, I'm definitely pumped. It'd be nice to have another outlet to have shots at Damo because he does enjoy taking some shots at you through the media. So this is your uh, little chance at revenge, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll just slowly put it in uh, shortly. I mean, not just myself. I obviously read an article he wrote for your uh, sensational uh, <laughs> newspaper on, on Sunday talking about Jared Kenny and his... Uh, I guess his preference of attire and his preference of wearing pink. Uh, all I know is Damien's a compulsive liar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be it'll be time to get a little bit of revenge, which will be nice. Fantastic. Now I need to ask you off the top. We had local government elections mm. on the weekend. You do have a nickname, the Mayor of Wanneroo, which yep. is uh, reflects your lofty standing in the northern suburbs. Did you maintain your status as Mayor? Um, I'm not sure how that's still uh, resemblance <laughs> in my in my profile, but look, there's a, a lovely lady. I'm not sure what, who her name is. She's actually the real Mayor of Wanneroo. She's <laughs> kept the, uh, the, the position. She's actually wanted a photo for the last few years, and, and I've been uh, a pretty poor bloke. Uh, Jared Kenny's actually moved north of the river. He, okay. He's calling himself the mayor of the Lup, uh, obviously representing a June Lup. Okay, yeah. Um, so he uh, he told me he ran for the elections. Uh, obviously, I live in that actual uh, shire. Um, he's promised nothing. Um, but uh, if he did ever become the mayor of the Lup, uh, it would be bad, bad times. But um, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll get a new nickname. I'm coming up to 10 seasons and hopefully I'll get changed in there of Wanneroo. <laughs> Uh, I think it's obviously from my Wanneroo Wolves days, but uh, something I'm extremely proud about. But uh, maybe something like Windex or something because I clean up the boards. But I'm not sure if I'm, that sounds arrogant or not. Okay, we'll have to put a call out to the fans <laughs> to see if we can work on that. There we go. Um, before we get stuck into the hoops as well, congratulations in order. Sully, your little man turning one yes. at the weekend. Is it is it a case of happy birthday for him or congratulations on surviving the oh. first year of parenthood or a bit of both? Not going to lie, he has been the most unbelievable child in the world. And that's not I'm just a dotting dad and, and extremely proud. He sleeps from anywhere from 6.30 onwards to, to p.m. as well to, to 7 a.m. in the morning. He's uh, an unbelievable kid, personality, um, I like to say, runs after me. He's very fun and energetic and uh, he's very loud, um, so he definitely yep. runs uh, yep. runs that behind me. But uh, unfortunately, we missed it. Um, it was a missed the, my son's very first birthday. He got absolutely smacked against Cairns. So yep. it wasn't a, a good Sunday, but um, yeah, came back and, and I've just received the, a, a little picture message. He's had a haircut, um, which is quite disappointing because I was hoping he was going to go for the top knot and follow in his dad's footsteps. <laughs> um, I was happy enough to cop it all on social media because I was definitely going to be embellishing on that and letting him uh, flaunt that to society. But he's uh, unfortunately had a haircut today. So... Uh, get it out of the eyes, but no, it's a very proud uh, moment for my son, and uh, yeah, very happy uh, w- 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 for what's happening around him. Congrats! Well, as you say, while that birthday party mm. was happening, uh, a, a really disappointing afternoon for you guys Indeed. in Cairns, following up from Friday night where you were so impressive against Melbourne. We'll start with the Cairns game. What have you guys seen in the review in the past uh, couple of days that that really really went wrong for you? Yeah, not really much uh, much good stuff. I don't think there's. Uh, 
anything good to come out of from the perspective. Credit to Cairns, uh, very good performance from there. They were, um, you know, came out firing. Um, they obviously played very physical and manhandled us. Um, that was obviously very evident. And then just got their confidence flowing. They're very tough in front of their home crowd. Mm. Um, you know, they, once they get going, it's tough. We saw. Mitch McCarron, who I think is one of the better talents in the league, um, yep. you know, really um, come on and provide a spark off the bench. But it's guys like Nanaigu who started hitting threes, yep. a, a thing that you know you're not accustomed to. But he played really well, and they just got on the front foot. I, mean, I think it was eight nils from the get go, and we sort of, um, you know, had missed a couple of really uh, easy opportunities to consolidate, um, and then they just took it to us. So obviously, a really disappointing performance. Obviously, nice to get it get one of those that happens um, you know early in the piece um, really put some perspective on us like, you know I don't think we got too ahead of ourselves but obviously very you know, I thought a very pleasing performance come Friday night and I, I think it's, it shows the quality across, across the league I think mm. it, it shows that um, obviously with New Zealand being Melbourne and, and, and their place as well on Sunday it shows if you don't come with the right mindset or uh, I don't think the right word of respecting the opposition but if you don't come balls out and making sure that you play to your standard and what you're accustomed to you, you're going to get put on notice and not just a, a loss an absolute shellacking and so for us today good review um, great foot um, steps forward again today and and what the good positive thing is we play on Thursday which is a very quick turnaround and, mm. and, and I've always loved this group since I've been involved um, usually when you you know get manhandled like we did um, we respond in a, in a really positive manner yeah you guys would never use it as an excuse but the travel factor in terms of backing up from Friday night here going to play in Cairns on Sunday can you give people an insight into how how challenging it is to sort of get the body right the commute, I mean, you guys go through Alice Springs, is that right, to Cairns? Yeah, it's not an easy one, is it? No, it's a, it's a difficult experience. And we try and put um, steps in place in the preseason. That's why we played Cairns up there yeah. uh, to try and acclimatise or understand the length of travel. We did, I mean, yeah, we fly to Alice Springs, we stay there for an hour a bit, and then fly to Cairns, get there late, um, watch them scout, do as much as we can, only you know preparing on the day off, and then um, you know, you're playing the next day. And so... It's humid, hot and humid up there. It's uh, a different sort of experience than what we're generally used to. Um, but in, in saying that, our newer guys would have never been accustomed to that. They would have not experienced that. Even though we tried to replicate in pre-season, it's yep. a different thing. It, yep. you know, the, the level of play from a pre-season to an NBL game and that hostile environment goes up tenfold. So, yeah, it is a difficult difficult um, thing to do, but you know you can't excuse that, um, especially the performance we put on, um, especially that that uh, the, the start of the game. You know, if you fell off in the third and fourth, you could maybe understand that and use fatigue not as an excuse, but as a reason. Yeah. Uh, but to start off as poorly as we did, um, I don't think travel was a factor. Yeah. Um, Bryce Cotton, we know how important he is to you guys offensively. There's good evidence of that in the, in the uh, deciding grand final game of For last sure. year with 45 yeah. points. One of the best he, performance I've seen. Absolutely. He hasn't really been firing on all cylinders mm. by his lofty standards so far early in the season. He obviously, we know last year he came through sort of midway through the season. There was a surprise element to that for other teams. Do you think the fact that opposition teams have had a full off season to sort of know what he's about is that challenging for you guys and also as teammates how do you sort of get him back to his best offensively yeah I think as a player he holds himself up to the highest standards than I've ever seen anyone and I, I, I don't think 
obviously, you, know, he, you can't replicate those games of what he did in the grand final yeah. every week. If that was the case, there would be no reason why he wouldn't be in the NBA or, you know, um, for that reason. But obviously, there's a lot more attention this year. Um, they're playing him very in a very physical manner. We've seen that. Um, Every single game that we've been involved in, um, there's double team, triple teams at times, and they're wearing him down. Um, you know, every action that he's got, he's he's getting held. You know, um, you know, it, it's becoming a scrappy affair, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think the refs have done a great job. Um, in terms, he's getting to the free throw line. So for us as as players, we need to start freeing up a little bit, and and that's what we saw today. It's just giving him a few easy looks, a few backdoor cuts, setting, laying a few screens, legal yep. screens, obviously. Um, to do that but in doing so I think he's done a great job of he's such a focal piece of the team everyone knows that every team it's not uh, you know, not rocket science yeah, to know that he's no going to get scouted but yeah. um, I think he's done a great job in deflecting like he's getting we saw that against Cairns he's you know he's such an unselfish player I think that's such an underrated quality of him that um, people don't understand how unselfish he really is and how selfless he can play and you know so many times I think we need to start rewarding that as well as um, with our spacing as being ready to shoot and knowing that we're going to get the ball and, and that we also need to trust in our own qualities and for a guy you know like a Matt Knight to slot into a long two or Jesse and, and Waxy to space the floor and, and get and hit, get those open threes because mm-hmm. we know Bryce would love the ball and um, yeah I think Bryce is doing a great job I, I think you know obviously he wants to maybe get a few you know better looks uh, but as a team we need to do a better job in getting him those clean looks because right now it seems a little bit hard for him every single shot he's shooting contested and he's still making a fair share of them so it shows yeah. the quality of him but I think we can do a better job of just freeing him up every single go on the court yeah, and your casual Wildcats fans will obviously know Bryce Cotton, they'll know Damo, they'll know Matty Knight. There's a guy starting at centre for you called Angus Brandt, mm. who is in terrific form, had a massive off-season um, away with the national team. He's just been called up to the um, to the Boomers team for next month's World Cup qualifiers along with Damien Martin. How important has he become? We've seen that you guys are, are really, particularly early in games, feeding him sure. down low, establishing a presence in the paint. How important has he become to what you guys do? Yeah, I think, you know, and obviously a reward today, and deservedly so. I think he's the premier big man and not only our team, but amongst the league right now. I think his play has been absolutely sensational. And, um, yeah, it starts from the off-season. And even from back end of last year, we sort of saw those that glimpse and you know, sure. come semi-final against Cairns. I think he had a pretty dominant performance, getting a double-double and I think maybe 20 and 10. And um, even in the grand final, so as we started seeing that um, that uncanny or not, that, that hook shot that is so potent at, at right now. And um, in the off-season, testament to him and his work ethic and then as well as the coaches and, and all of our assistant coaches, um, also our travel scouting, they put in a lot of work um, to making sure that Gus was full prepared and getting into that boomers situation. We, we, did, we ran basically match simulation to get him ready for boomers camp. Um, and so we were running a lot of um, up and downs, pick up and... The guy was an absolute beast. He worked himself. Um, you know, he was doing double days, getting the, in the gym, and um, that's a testament to who Gus is and the character he, you know, he holds. And I'm I'm, I'm stoked that Sydney let him go because he's become an absolute uh, monster. Um, and yeah, he's become a focus piece. And I think you know, equally as uh, as tough as Bryce, you know, in terms of our focus on offense, we need to have an inside out game, and uh, we see that when we when we not struggling for maybe spacing or yep. um, the extra pass. We, we tend to go away from our inside presence, not only Gus, uh, so other bigs, but Gus has done a really good job and 
Um, you know, I'm, it's pleasing to see. Obviously, the first game there was a few just just sort of shots that he generally hits all the time, sort of straight out. Um, and you know, you could hear the, the oohs and ahs from the from the crowd. It was sort of there, but Gus just stayed stay course, and, and since that moment, he's just become um, dominant. So, yeah, Gus is is um, yeah going really well, and and you know, um, I can't wait to see because I think he'll he'll still go a couple more levels. Mm. The um, the fourth quarter scuffle against Cairns become a, a big talking point. Kind of glad you went out on the floor because you were a little bit heated uh, leading up to, <laughs> to that time. But how did you see it sort of from the bench? I mean, Derek Cook Jr. was involved. JP yeah. Tokido was involved. They're new guys in this league. Yep. Do you think that they straddled the line between assertiveness and aggressiveness as well as you'd like? Yeah, I'm glad to enforce I'm glad I was on the sidelines because I definitely would have been amongst it and I would have been uh, definitely, obviously, with a suspended sentence hanging yep. out my head from last yep. year. Be could careful. have been in some trouble. Mm-hmm. But, no, look, I think one one factor, um, you know, the way that both teams play, it's a physical encounter. So mm-hmm. for things to get heated, um, you know, it, it, it's only natural and, and both teams reacted in the manner that I would expect them to do and that is to defend their teammates. And for us... Um, you know, I thought you know DC had an incredible rebound, um, and you know to get called a foul. Uh, that that's what I would go. Well, okay, I'm not sure about that, but that's that's their decision. And and I'm glad JP stuck up for his teammate because if JP didn't come in, um, then that's a cause of concern. And you know, one of our values is um, you know brotherhood, and we try and make that evident. And if he's not sticking up for a yep. for your boy, you know, um, the questions are going to be asked. So. Yep. And rightfully so, I think Cairns are doing the exact same. Now, do they go overboard? That's for for a tribunal to decide or the league. But to me, to me, I don't think there's much in it. For me, that embraces physicality and that emotion of the side. I think as a league, we try and promote that. We want some um, some fireness. We want guys to sort of um, tell. I don't think it was over the line. I don't think it ever got crossed. Um, there was nothing malicious in it, and you want that. You want the, you know, what it, what it involved. The, the crowd got into it. They loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually worked in our favour as well because we sort of got a little bit of spitefulness and, and wanted to re- um, react in a positive manner. Yeah. You know, you obviously don't want to, um, you know. I guess be punked and so yeah I thought both teams reacted in a, in a manner that's you know custom and expected and nothing too much more into. I hope there's nothing much more to because you don't want in future games uh, players in the heat of the moment questioning whether they should stick up for a teammate or not and um, yeah as I said I don't think there was anything malicious I, I'd, I'd strongly disagree if anyone that has that sentiment either as well yeah I thought your coach Trevor Gleeson Put it pretty well, um, his mic'd up comments on the broadcast where he was talking to, to JP and, sure. and DC after the scuffle. He said, we play them three more times, mark it in the calendar. Yeah, is that the way of thinking? Yeah, and no, that's yeah, point of emphasis right there. Um, you know, Trev's a, an emotional goal. We love him for that as well. Yep. And um, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, that's in those moments, you. Um, oh, I don't think we'll mark it in the calendar exact, but it's good to sort of, you know, in those moments of battle to just bring it back a little bit, a little bit of humility and... Um, you know, you are you are fired up, and um, you know we we've we've played Cairns a number of years. We've played them in, a, in a, many playoff um, series since I've been involved, and so mm-hmm. they're always fiery contest. Um, and you you know, I, and for, for us definitely when we play them next time, the way that we um, got manhandled in terms of the way we played, definitely it's going to be a pride thing next time. So um, we're already looking forward to that matchup, even though I don't know what is in that next game. But um, yeah, definitely I think Trev hit it on, on the note. And as well, he just didn't want anyone to be stupid. You know, in those moments, yeah, yeah. it's easy to all of a sudden then change the way you play. You know, um, 
who knows? You don't want it to escalate. And I think Trev um, made sure that that was known. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Friday night briefly, a terrific win over Melbourne, as we said. Um, Casey Prather's return to WA. We saw mm. some of the crowd reaction uh, was positive. There were obviously some sections of the crowd that uh, decided to go the other way yeah. and go with booze. Uh, we've had a question from Darren Jones on Twitter who wants to know the reaction or your reaction to the crowd booing Casey. I mean, before I get your thoughts, I I would just question... I'd question why. I don't mm, think there was yeah, anything... Sure. There wasn't anything untoward. There wasn't anything malicious. There weren't, you know, expletives or anything that certainly that I could hear from courtside. Yeah. So fans can... If fans want to boo, that's, you know, yeah. kind of their right. I would just question why. When you look at the fact that the guy was here for two seasons, he played as big a part as anyone in raising those two championship banners. He was MVP in both of those seasons. Definitely went to correct. chase his NBA dream. Fell very, very nearly short or just short by all reports and then for whatever reason with circumstance and timing of course wanted to return to Australia couldn't quite return to Perth so he's gone to play for Melbourne I would just question as I say fans have a right to do what they like I would just question why you'd want to boo him no doubt I think um, you know leading up to the game and obviously the spotlight was on it and um, you know and accustomed to, to you know go back in your comments Casey, um, in the last two seasons and what he's done for mm. the, the club um, is one of the more special things that I've seen since I've played here because of, I've seen the sacrifice of what he's put his body through. There were many of times, you know, well, I know or I've played with imports in the past that um, would have had days off of training or, you know, accustomed not to maybe put up a performance like they did because they... Yeah, you know, was suffering from a little, little niggling injury. I mean, this guy put his his body through the wars and came out on the other side and always, yep. you know, went to, went to work. And so, I'd, yeah, I'd also yeah go on your comment. With why? Once the ball's thrown up, I'm all fine for booing because you want the Wildcats. You, you're supporting the Wildcats, and I think it's you know like at that situation, who knows whether you're booing if you're booing Casey because if he left well then I think that's completely wrong I'd, you know, I'd be disappointed in that reason because you're booing him because he's the opposition I think that's fine I mean yep. everyone gets booed it's part of it I've never been really been yeah, a big and we saw that with Chris Golding and all that yeah. sort of thing yep. you know, all that sort of stuff but beforehand to hear him sort of get introduced and hearing a little and it obviously was a minority I, I saw course, I mean yeah. I heard a, you know, a sort of an applause from him but I, yeah, to hear a couple of boos definitely did disappoint me in a way because of what he's done for the club, and that's and it is a minority, and, and people have you know, each to their own. But um, he, how he handled himself as mm, well, and leading absolutely. up to it, and how classy he's been, um, you know, it, it, that that shows Casey again. And um, but look, you know, it, it is it's a tough thing to go with, um, you know, in saying that the Wildcats fans are a passionate bunch, of and, course, you know, for them to, you know. It definitely is on our side, um, but yeah, it's a sort of a, a unique sort of situation. But um, like, I was I was stoked just to sort of even when he got introduced initially to sort of get that applause. Not too many people get that once they come back to, of course, you yeah, know, to the turf arena, and he and he deservedly, um, you know, deserves those accolades or those sentiments from the from the fans. And um, I know there's a lot of people that reached out to him, fans as well, that he's yeah. developed friendships over the last couple of years that um, they reached out to him and made sure that you know. He also, yeah, is well-loved and supported still by um, majority of Wildcat fans, which is always nice. Yeah, certainly adding a, an extra element to that rivalry sure. between two of the league's 
best teams. We might as well stay with um, another couple of fan questions. Max Power, good Simpsons <laughs> reference there. Yep. Asking, what is Greg slash Gregor slash Gurgely's real name? So he must know me personally because if he yep. knows uh, my real name is Gurgely Higher or Hiri because I'm Hungarian by background. So mm-hmm. um, obviously growing up, uh, um, I got bullied quite, <laughs> quite a lot in primary <laughs> school. So I had to just, obviously Australians couldn't really uh, pronounce my name uh, in the proper pronunciation. So it is Gershley uh, Hiri. Um, so I just stuck with Greg Hire and it's gone with it. And now it's pretty easy. I, I, you know, I've been trying to get a personal sponsor with the Hire um, businesses. And yeah, there's a few yeah, opportunities there. But no one's ever come no? along. So okay. um, yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate. I mean, I've even made my number my name my number sorry for hire for that reason. <laughs> um, but still, no one's jumped on the, the the line I'm casting. So if anyone's listening, there you go. You could, maybe we could get a, a podcast sponsor. So there you go. We'll so. do our best. We will do our best. And there's another tweet from a young man called Drake Yu Yu, oh. who you might remember. The Red Army, I'm sure, will remember. Yep. Uh, he's over there in I think he's with Sacramento, Sacramento yep. now yeah, in the NBA. Yep. Obviously, he used to play with the Wildcats he wants to know who Greg's all time favourite roommate would be yeah it'd be funny that because obviously the only time the only time I've ever had a roommate in my life was when Drake lived with me for the uh, for the year and but how did that go he was the worst roommate in the world <laughs> to be honest I mean I'm a guy likes to get up and I'm a bundle of joy I wake up at 6 in the morning I do a little bit of yoga I'm you know making smoothies and I'm ready to go okay we've got gym sessions generally at 7.30 so I like to get on the road Living in peak hour, tra- sorry, living north of the river, peak hour traffic's the absolute worst. Yeah. So, you know, try and get on the road by 6.30, 6.45 at mm-hmm. latest. Drake hates mornings. Mate, actually, hates the days. So he literally <laughs> rolls out of bed. He'll lay on my couch for, I would have laid on my couch for about 15 minutes. He gets up at 6.30. By the time we leave, he'll leave maybe at 6.44. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure if the guy ever bought groceries the whole time I was there. So I've been, um, you know, my credit card limit has increased substantially because I've had to pay for him for the last two years. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a great time living with Drake. I obviously loved him to death. But um, in terms of a, of a roommate, he didn't uh, help me out with, with cooking or cleaning. Um, and he definitely is a morning person, which is the polar opposite of me. But uh, it was all fun and games. Shout out to Drake listening <laughs> exactly. in California. Greg so. sounds like he's really missing you uh, <laughs> at his house. Um, and one more, Josh Childress returning to yes. the NBL, which is great news for the NBL. Fantastic. Um, of course, a, a former Sydney Kings player now heading to Adelaide, which makes them even more potent. Um, have started the season in, in pretty strong fashion. What was Jesse Wagstaff's reaction? We know that there was <laughs> a minor laugh. incident at Perth Arena a couple of years ago where Josh Childress went a bit uh, Mortal Kombat. No, we uh, we talked about it this morning. I said, mate, like you've made it. Like forget about the four championships you've won. Yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. immortalised and memes, and you know you've been <laughs> RKO'd and you know you're on World Star and all that. Like guys, you know your, your old college teammates saw you. You went you went viral. So um, now it was a little bit of a, a joke, but it's fantastic for the league. You obviously want the quality. I reckon he's going to be. When you say potent, oh, you can nail it on the head. And mm. Adelaide already showed how tough they are. Yeah, yep. Run and gun, and I think uh, Childress definitely suits their style. Provides a little bit of leadership for that team, which is a young squad, and so they're they're, they're definitely dangerous. And um, you know he he'll, he can he rebounds really well, gets out in transition, and so they're going to be tough um, for sure. So it's obviously good for the league, but tough for all of us. But um, 
yeah, I'm sure Jesse, uh, yeah, wasn't losing much sleep, but it's always good to revisit that because that was a <laughs> very uh, memorable for negative ways uh, sort of occasion. Yes, it certainly was. The uh, 36ers could rack up some some pretty big scores, sure. potent offensively, as you say. Um, looking ahead to, to this Thursday's game, mm. the Illawarra Hawks coming back to town. You got the better of them here a couple of weeks ago. What's uh, What do you guys see at this stage as the keys to the game? What do you have to recapture from that game two weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we sort of... The game was thereabouts in the third or fourth quarter. It was a little bit of, you know, sort of a tight battle and it, it sort of broke open. The sort yep. of shackles broke open. I think that's for us as well. It's going to be huge. I mean, they obviously want to get out, run and gun. But, you know, they're sort of similar to us. They obviously want to... High defensive pressure, obviously with Bevo and, mm-hmm. and that sort of history with us. So um, very similar in that regard. But um, for us, we need to get out in an open transition. I think what was evident was Gus uh, last last time we played. You know, he got won the battle over AJ Ogilvy in in terms of their post matchup. In terms of just getting him in foul trouble in foul trouble, and he's a focal piece. He's he's a great talent for us to get him off the court. is very important for us. Yeah. Rodney Clark, you know, we saw it. He, I think he was seven from nine in the first week. Uh, he had 26 points, I think, this week as well. Yep. You just can't let a guy like that get off. He's um, he's a special talent, you know. He, you know, sorry, they've got a plethora of shooters. You got Oscar Foreman, you know, Mitch Norton shooting, Tim Cody Ellis, yeah, yeah, you know, Kevin White shoots well. Ke- you know, Reece Martin, that that they stretch the floor. So for us, you know, we really can't let him get these transition points that when they're on the road gives them a spark and, and gets them pumped up. So we really need to, obviously from the disappointing performance on Sunday, really throw that first punch, as they say, um, and really set the tone in, in the way we want to and then sort of exploit you know, our advantages, which is obviously you know, getting out in that open transition court. Yeah, and uh, a special game for well, you guys and for the fans, the mm-hmm. pink game. Of course, we know that um, raising money and awareness for breast cancer care WA, Dawn Gleeson, who's the yep. wife of Wildcats coach Trevor, undergoing radiation currently following her second cancer battle within the space of seven years. So a cause really close to your hearts. Yeah, and an amazing initiative, I think, obviously led by uh, both Dawn and Trev. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that story, uh, you know, Trev touched on it this morning. And um, for those that um, haven't sort of, there's been many of us that have been impacted in some way by not bre- maybe specifically cancer, but as well breast cancer. And mm-hmm. for that battle, you know, we had won a championship and a month later she gets diagnosed for the second time with breast cancer. I couldn't imagine that they've got two young, two beautiful young kids. And, um, you know, I remember going there and speaking to her and, and the resilience that she, she had shown in that time, she was still going for 15, 16K walks yeah, like, yeah. while she was going through a treatment. That is resounding. I mean, I would struggle to do that on any single day. And this is a lady that's battling, um, you know, breast cancer. That's, that's absolutely incredible. And, you know, in this fight that she's going through, she is just, a, you know, um, a ray of light. She's been, we've seen her just come into after training, just smiling. And um, I think the key thing, obviously, for us, obviously, raising some money for Breast Cancer WA, which is huge. But she obviously wants to talk about, well, what we're trying to bring, I guess, is the awareness around breast cancer and I guess that early diagnosis which is for her has been huge in both of her uh, both times being diagnosed she was you know found uh, the lump very early in the piece and that's very important um, you know we had a, I, was, I was very fortunate to be in uh, to go along to a, a high tea that she yep. um, had a, a last week to two weeks ago um, and it sort of um, really struck I, I didn't realize the, the the impact in the community and how many people were really impacted by this um family members and then obviously ongoing family members and hereditary and some 
for her to really just create this and the Walks to jump on board, I, I'm extremely proud to be involved. Obviously, you know, um, we love Trev and, and back him and to be able to support this, that's so uh, a huge focus in their life. I think it's going to be huge. And pink does look good for with us. I, I, I think it'll be good. And just to sort of get away from a little, something a little bit different, but also bring a little bit of humility onto the basketball court. Absolutely. You know, so many times we're, we're worrying about wins and losses and the, uh, the results and the impact of that. Um, obviously, we want to get a win, but to actually be able to impact something in a community that's really, um, you know, impacting so many people in Western Australia, no, West Australia and, and the world, mm. um, I think it will be something that we will sort of really acknowledge and, and appreciate too. Yeah, so all Wildcats fans, wear pink to the game on Thursday night and get around a very good cause. Uh, before we go, something we'll do every week, a crystal ball mm. prediction. It can be basketball, it can be somewhere else in life. I'll go first. You touched on it earlier, AJ Ogilvie has had his battles um, yeah. at Perth Arena. I think his last three in the building, he's had 11 points, 7 points and 2 points. I think he might find it tough again with yep. uh, Big Angus Brandt looking Hopefully. to bounce back from a, a quieter game a against prediction. the Taipans. Yeah, so that's my crystal ball. What is yours? Yeah, look, I... I'll go for Crystal Ball and I'm going to put the pressure on our two, uh, well, obviously three star imports, but I think our ones that obviously get out in the open court. So I think both JP and, uh, and Bryce, are, yep. are, I anticipate a game where both of them are going to unleash a little bit and I'm hoping this week so that they both go for over 20 points. Um, obviously going for your scoring theme, but um, I've loved what JP's brought on the training court just today and, and I think, yeah, Bryce is going to uh, like that, that, that pink uniform and, uh, and just destroy it. He did look good in the uh, photo shoot for the pink uniform. Uh, that wraps it up for our very first podcast. Greg, thanks for your time and all the best against the Hawks. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, stay tuned to Perth now for all your latest Hoops news and we'll chat to you next week. Cheers. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.